Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and only 26 more weeks till next year's football season. I'm Jones, and I had chicken parm for dinner. I'm Kudo, and the Habs have two double-digit goal scorers. Let's get into sports and what stuff. What are you talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first covering. Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch a ball, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal. It's funny to me, too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, there's no football to recap. But we have a Habs win over the Leafs to talk about. The Leafs make a trade, and Chara passes Chelios for most games played on the back end. Hoss got stuff to talk about, including Phil Mickelson, The Undertaker, Elimination Chamber, Medina Spirit, Paul O'Neill, and Celebrity Big Brother. And as always, we close the show off with Scrutinizer Jones putting us on the grill. This is Intersports and Stuff. Well, guys... The lonely days of February, no NFL football on the horizon. I, I think we are officially as far away from football as you can be without going backwards. Does that make sense? What's that like? The, like the uh, the equator, or the the diameter thing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like it's a it's a circle. Yeah. And you know, I think we're I think we're at the halfway of the circle. We can't get to the other half from either from either side. Bob, we're yeah. stuck in the middle. Yeah, we're we're officially as far away as possible from football, from new football, we'll say. Well, we, we do. Did you guys not see? I sent you a message about what was it, the AFL or something like that? The USFL, I think. Yeah, yeah. starting uh, April sixteenth, uh, maybe. So they were having their draft. Uh, they were having their draft yesterday. Oh, were they? A couple of days ago. I didn't. I didn't follow too closely. Uh, I did see that uh, uh, Kyle Slaughter used to play for the Vikings. Kyle Slaughter. Oh, nice. Yeah. He was. He was drafted by the the Nola team. I feel like we need to. All three of us need to pick a team to root for in this new league. I'm going to pull up the uh, the USFL draft results. Uh, I need to look at the teams. Don't don't you think though? Like, it gives us something to someone to root for, you know? So it looks like it looks like they drafted by position. They had like rounds by position. Oh, okay. I'm just seeing here like rounds 13 to 17 wide receivers, 18 to 19 safeties, round 20 centers, round 21 inside linebackers, round 22 to 23 op- offensive guards. 24 to 26 defensive slash nose tackles, 27, 28 running backs and fullbacks, 29 to 31 outside linebackers, 32 kickers, 33 punters, 34 tight ends and H backs, around 35 long snappers. <laughs> uh, so apparently there's only 35 man rosters. <laughs> if, that's, if there's only 35 rounds in the draft. But, but what about rounds 1 to 13? Well, those were like. Uh, I can, yeah, I don't know what those were. I know oh, round one was The active roster will feature 38 players with a practice squad of another seven. There'll be 35 rounds. 
in the draft. So here's here's the here's the teams. first twelve having taken place on Tuesday night. The remaining twenty three rounds will take place on Wednesday. So we got the Michigan Panthers, the Tampa Bay Bandits, the Philadelphia Stars, the New Jersey Generals, the Houston Gamblers, Ooh. the Birmingham Stallions, the Pittsburgh Maulers, and the New Orleans Breakers. I need to see some logos here. So maybe the first 12 rounds were open or something. Maybe that's the way I kind of read it, but I just sent the logos. Oh, the stallions. Stallions were as a good one. Yeah. I like the bandits as well. The bandits. Yeah. Maybe the Panthers as well. Definitely don't like the generals. I don't mind the gamblers. That's, that's a interesting one. I was thinking the gamblers are okay. Now. Oh man, this is like, this is on, on-air research now. So, first overall pick for the Michigan Panthers was quarterback Shea Patterson from Michigan. They were going to say Shane Felker. Hometown boy. Uh, I think he played for Ole Miss at some point, too, if I'm not mistaken. Then they took, no, Tampa Bay took quarterback Jordan Teamo uh, from Mississippi. Undrafted free agent in the 2019 NFL draft. So, Peterson... Pearson, undrafted free agent in the 2020 NFL draft. Brief stint with Kansas City. The Detroit so he wasn't, or BC Lions and Montreal Alouettes as well. Uh, Philadelphia Stars picked quarterback Brian Scott, Occidental. The Occidental College alumni recently worked out for the Indianapolis Colts last February. He was beat out by Zach Bettenberger for the starting job. Oh, sorry, that was uh, oh, the Spring League. Spring League, he was back up to Zach Mettenberger. He also played for the Eskimos practice squad and the BC Lions. Uh, fourth pick, Ben Holmes out of Tarleton State. Not even a write-up on that guy. Five to the Gamblers was quarterback Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. I like the name. He's a comparison to Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful comparison to have. Pittsburgh Maulers selected Kyle Loletta from uh, Richmond University. He was a fourth-round pick of the uh, the New York Giants in 2018. And then at number eight was Kyle Sloter that went to uh, uh, went to New Orleans. And then it looks like it was a snake draft. So they took Davin Bellamy, a defensive end out of Georgia. Yeah, and uh, that's about all I got. I'm gonna look at these logos now, and then I'll uh, I'll make my pick. You'll make your selection. Why don't you guys pick your teams first, and then I'll so that I don't. Uh... All right. Who are you guys taking? Oh, going off the logos, I might have to go with the Bandits. Tampa Bay Bandits, supported by Kudo. It's getting a hat, maybe a jersey. That might be an actually sweet hat if I got a hat of those. Well, I'm going with the Stallions because I am a Stallion. <laughs> you wish. Oh, I don't know who to take now. Huh? I was going to take the Houston Gamblers on their name, but their logo sucks. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't mind it too much. It's not though. awful. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's a G with a fucking Texas logo in the inside the G. Yeah, what's wrong and with well, that? Then you, and then I have to deal with that fucking Dallas star on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not that. Nothing wrong with take, that. The Philadelphia stars just seems like a fucking redundancy. Like, like why, why would they do that? Like, yeah. That, it, it reminds the, me of the Dallas Stars. It could have been the <laughs> Philadelphia Liberty Bells or something. Well, and it looks like they even have the Liberty Bell in the background of they their do. logo. They do. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't get that one. I'm going. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Maulers. Give me a little purple and orange. I don't, I don't hate it. I I kind of like the Maulers logo. So I'm now going to have to follow the Stallions on Twitter. Yeah, I just followed the Bandits on Twitter. <laughs> I'm now following. <laughs> who did I pick? Maulers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know who you fucking pick now. I'm I'm going to take the field, guys. You guys have your team. I'm going to take the field. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. Royal Rumble all over again. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, See, we had football to talk about. Good luck, guys. Well, we'll talk more next week. We'll do a little bit of research. We'll get into some... Uh... Maybe find the, the best position player on each team for our teams, you know? Yeah, we'll pick our favorite players. Yeah. Jersey numbers. Got it. Kudos gonna My favorite put... player is definitely the kicker. <laughs> Kudos putting in a jersey order for us. No, I'm not. Why not? I'm getting a hat first. Okay, you're putting in a hat order for us. I, I'd like a a, a tank top. <laughs> I think they're called. I think they wear crop tops now. I think that's what they are. Is that what they are? Yeah, my comes up to like here. Yeah, my wife went to uh, the mall for the first time in a long time, and she's like, "I haven't been shopping for clothes in a while because everything is crop tops." I'm like, "There you go." <laughs> All right, I think we've we've delayed kudos enjoyment long enough kudo why don't you take us through that uh that excellent game from the other night that you know the, the leafs gave their best and the the montreal canadians were just the the better team that night the have just outworked the leafs they used their speed to beat the leafs they made them look like a bunch of minor leaguers out there i think the, the word you're looking for is they made them look like a team that did not care to be there yeah right they cared they just sucked against the habs it was like watching the Habs play the Leafs in the playoffs. The Habs were just all over them. It was so fun to watch. Yeah, you guys, you know, I'm I'm not going to, uh, no, I'm not going to take anything away from you here, Kudo. This is all you have. Like, this is this is the end of this is the end of your season. Like that was your that was your victory. You got nothing left to play for. Well, they have the first overall pick to play for. No, that that I I really hope that uh, whatever slot they get was. Like whoever gets number one is like one point or two points behind Montreal in the standings, so that this win costs them. The, costs <laughs> them the pick. That would that it, would make me that would make me so happy. It's not going to be that one. It's going to be the ones that keep coming afterwards because uh, they're on a roll right now. They just won again tonight. Yeah, well, they beat Buffalo. Like, yeah, four in a row. Ooh. Shane Wright's getting further and further out of the, you know, he was right there, and now, now he's, now he's a little bit, a little bit further out of your reach. He's looking no, more he's, and more no, like Arizona. No, no, Arizona's not getting them. They're getting a new arena. They don't need the fucking first overall pick either. They're getting a five thousand seat arena. Yeah, because they can't fill it anyways with a fucking. If I was Shane Wright, I would definitely want to be going to Arizona. Same like just, here. Just think about it. You're in the desert, so you get nice weather. You're, you're basically on a university you, campus. You are on a university <laughs> campus as a 19 year old. You're still going to university. All your friends are going to university. You're just going. You're going to the University of Arizona to play professional hockey. Uh, Arizona State. University of Arizona State to play professional hockey. Uh, you're going to have the pick of the litter. Can I cut in for a sec? Yeah. I think, I think you all should go and just Google hottest schools in the United States, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be number one. Just saying. 
<laughs> Just saying. Continue on, Kev. <laughs> Hot broads, there you go. Yeah, I'm just saying, if I if I'm Shane right, you know, I can, you know, I don't really have any pressure on me to to do anything. There's gonna be nobody watching me. You're kind of kind of out of sight, out of mind in the the eyes of the mainstream media. But that could be a lot of distractions if if it's that well off, <laughs> Arizona. That campus well, like, biggest, could be a lot biggest, of distractions. The biggest distraction for his his high school girlfriend's gonna be so pissed off. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be his biggest distraction is like having to having to get to the turkey dump, you know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you got your high school girlfriend until till Thanksgiving, and then you, you you break up over Thanksgiving there, a little turkey dump. <laughs> the old Kingston broad. <laughs> yeah, I think you know I. I don't see why you wouldn't want to go there. You you can definitely dictate your way out of there if it's not for you at the end of your rookie deal or whatever. But I think it's as good a spot as any to uh, to go uh, with no pressure to start your NHL career. I would agree. I would uh, I would say you're not getting any pressure like you would be getting in Montreal if you were drafted there first overall. And then he'll get traded to the Leafs in a in a year when uh, right before Matthew when Matthews has one year left on his deal they'll make they'll pull that trade to uh, bring Matthews to Arizona and then uh, and then he'll leave Arizona as a free agent but you know Shane Wright will be a Leaf for life you know, it'll be, nope be a beautiful thing not gonna happen keep dreaming speaking of uh, the Leafs in Arizona making a trade they made uh, two of them this past week first one was I don't know what's it is Igor Labushkin. Something, Something like Labushkin. That. Labushkin. I don't know the first name. Uh, Labushkin and uh, Ryan Zazingle um, to the Leafs for Nick Ritchie and a... Conditional, conditional. pick. Yeah, conditional pick. Well, uh, it's not really a conditional pick. It's kind of like a, a pick of their choosing, a future pick of their choosing. And it was either, it's what, the 2023 third round pick or the 2025 second round pick or something like that? Yeah, so, something... Depends where they are in the rebuild and if there's a player they like, I guess, in the third round in 2023. But, you know, whatever. I think it's a good trade for the Leafs. Labushkin was pretty sought after in the trade market from what I'm hearing. Um, not a huge contract. He is a free agent at the end of the season. He's putting up okay numbers. Like, I don't think he's he, he's going to move the needle offensively, but it sounds like he's a really, like, well dependable stay-at-home defenseman. He was playing with probably one of the best defensemen in the league in Arizona. Chuchin? Yeah. So, like, you got to take that into consideration. Um, he's not very fast from what I saw last night. And I think the trade was more of a getting a maybe a fifth or sixth defenseman. Like, he's not, he, from my understanding. I don't think he's, he's going to play top four. I think that's where they're slotting him. Like, yeah. Bottom, bottom three defensemen in their lineup. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe get onto the second pair if they don't improve. Uh, just Hall, but uh, otherwise, he's a third pair guy. I, I just don't see the the trade in my eyes was a trade to get rid of Nick Ritchie's contract for next year. Oh, 100 percent. But it, but it also addressed the need for them that uh, you know they're getting get ahead of the trade market a little bit if you you want to say yeah maybe i don't know i from from the stuff i heard on the radio was that no one really saw this labushkin guy getting traded so it was kind of just a 
under the radar trade that the Leafs came up with. But I think they need to, personally, I think they need to make a bigger splash than a Labushkin. It's Ilya, not Igor. Ilya Labushkin. A.K.A. the Russian bear. The <laughs> Russian bear. Is he even Russian? Yeah. yeah he is from Moscow. 6'2", 201 pounds, shoots right. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they need to make some bigger move. I personally think they need to trade for Marc-Andre Fleury, but... Why? Why? Because you're not going to win with the goalies you have. Exactly. And well, I we just picked up a third goalie. Yeah, well, he's got, he's got a worse save percentage than Kudo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he was playing for Arizona, right? Yeah. That's a... <laughs> I don't think that matters. Like, he, he, his save percentage is, like, below 700. So, like... That's just that's just awful. I don't know. He's, it's just a depth move. It, it makes sense. He cleared waivers already. The Leafs have have money to pay him. He's oh, I understand. Team. I'm just saying. Like, I don't think Carter Hutton is the the answer to the problems. No, no, I don't think so either. And I don't think that. I think it was literally just a depth move. But they may also shop Morazic to get rid of his contract for next year because you got to resign Campbell. I yeah, I, I think Campbell's playing his way out of a high ticket contract to be honest with you well that's good news for the Leafs they should lock him up right now while he's while he's playing himself out of a big ticket yeah I, I guess if that's the, where you want to go with it I it's I think that they're finally he's coming back to what reality like his numbers that he was posting at the start of the year were insane and I don't think they were ever there was no way he was ever going to keep those numbers and he's coming back to reality and I think you're seeing what it's like what he's like playing a, a season as a starter. Yeah, I don't know. I think the whole team's in a bit of a rut right now, and I think it's just one of those it, tr- trends look, in the season. But if you look at his numbers since Christmas, look at his numbers since Christmas, and they've been on a downward, downward spiral since Christmas. It's not the two, three, last two or three games that have been bad. So it's been, it's been going on for a while. Yeah, I think... Just looking at, just quickly looking at it, his numbers, you know, he's been either really bad or he's been, or he's been lights out. Yeah, but what so, I'm saying so, is... So since, since January 1, shutout, win, giving up two, OT loss, giving up five, win, giving up three, win, giving up five, loss, giving up five, win, giving up three, gave up three against the Devils and got yanked, I guess. Didn't have the yanked. decision that game. He got yanked. Like, um, gave up yeah, one the next gone. night. One the next night against the Devils. Got the win. Four in a loss against... I don't even know who the fuck CEN is. CEN. Oh, send, oh, that's the All-Star game. That's done. Yeah. I don't know why that counts for his fucking thing. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> gave, gave up five against uh, Calgary. Then he, you know... Win against Seattle, gave up two. Win against Pittsburgh, gave up one. Loss against St. Louis, gave up five. And then OT loss, gave up four. There's so, you know, he's... There's a lot of fours and fives in there. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying there's not, but at the same time, when he, when they were losing games earlier in the season, there were still... Uh, there was threes and five, threes, fours, fives. He's got one loss, giving up two. And every other loss has been three or more. Yeah. So... So basically, the Leafs have to score three or more goals to win a game. Yeah, but all, all his wins, though, 1-1-1-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-0-1-2-
right? Four, one, zero, two, three, five, three, one, two, one. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is if you look at his numbers from December, his numbers are more of what a reality check would be for Jack Campbell than what they were at the beginning of the year when he was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, I, think, I think it's somewhere in the middle, but I don't think he's as bad. You know, I, I think the there's outliers in all the five goal losses, and I think there's probably outliers in the shutout wins. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I, I think he's still. His numbers are still pretty consistent, and like I said, I think the team's in a bit of a, uh, a rut right now more than the goalie is. I think that if you, if they want to win a playoff series, they need to upgrade their goaltending. I, yep, I agree. I don't think Campbell sucks. I don't think you're going to go in and play Tampa Bay or Florida and win with Jack Campbell as your goalie. It's just he's to me he's not good enough. He's if he doesn't play. Like I said, if he does not play lights out, they're not going to win. Whereas other guys can play great and not have to be lights out and they will win. That's the way I look at it. You're not going to win in the playoffs if you can't beat the Habs during the regular season. He's played 37 games. He's 23-8-4. He's got four shutouts. He's got a 2-4-6 GAA. He's got a 9-20 save percent. Yes, but Kev, you're not understanding what I'm saying to you. He's played... Uh you have to you have to break down his numbers. You can't just I understand his numbers at the beginning of the year were unbelievable is what I'm telling you. But if you look since December, so probably the last 15 to 20 games his numbers are shit. I just went through his numbers. They're 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 very similar to what he was doing at the beginning of the year. I don't think he had four and five goals in multiple games at the beginning of the year. In December in or October November, December. Because his numbers at the beginning of the year were probably like he was at like a 960 save percentage. He's now at a 920 save percentage. So his save percentage has gone down 40 points. Gave up five to Pittsburgh and three to Carolina in back-to-backs. He had a four-goal loss to the Kings. He had four-goal loss to Tampa in December. So that's three in December, up to December. Look after three. December. Look after December. How many four and five goal games? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I get it, but I, you, I also think, like I've said, I think the team's in a bit of a downslide right now. I don't think the team's playing as well as they were at the beginning of the year. If, if that's what you want to go with, I think, it, it's like any other team. If you, if you don't get a, if you are looking at your goaltenders and going, I'm, we're not going to get a. Safe if you, if you win, if you win, the team's the best. If you lose, the goalie didn't stop enough, stop enough pucks, right? Isn't even, that the, the goalie, the goalie way of life. Even last night, he he basically came out and said that he lost that. They should have won that game three nothing last night. <laughs> he takes accountability. Yeah, exactly. Like why wouldn't Why wouldn't you want the guy? I, I don't. I don't get I'm it. I'm not. I'm not saying that you don't want the guy, but I'm saying that they need to have an upgrade in their goaltending. To win in the playoffs is what I'm no, saying. I, I think he, I think you go into going to battle with Jack Campbell as your number one this year, and you take your chances, and then you know you see what happens. If he does, if he doesn't do it, then you blow the whole thing up. And do what? Clean house, rebuild, be the be the Montreal Canadiens. So you're basically gonna try and get out from all those contracts. Yeah. Good luck. And you're like, why not? You waste the prime of all these guys that you've been. Saying are going to carry you, and you don't have any, you don't have money anyway. So what are you going to do if 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 Campbell can't do it for you? Where, where are you going to get the money for a goaltender? 
you're gonna have to find some money somewhere. But to to blow up everything that you've basically we had Freddie Anderson in there, he couldn't get it done. And you think Jack Campbell's gonna do it? I think Freddie Anderson's a better goalie than Jack Campbell. Yep. I think that Freddie Anderson is a mental midget. I think, <laughs> I think that Jack Campbell has the ability to put stuff behind him and move on to the next one. Like I don't think he dwells on on things. I don't think he listens to to the noise. I don't think he lets the Dan Perjones of the world that are going to hate on him and tell him he sucks and he's not going to do it for the Leafs. I don't think he's. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think he's listening. To that. I, I don't think I'm the only one that's saying that. I think if you go around and look at stuff on Twitter and on all the other things, that a lot of people are concerned about the Leafs goaltending. And I wouldn't be the only one to be concerned about it. Well, they're paying P- Peter Morazic $4 million a year. Why isn't, uh, shouldn't he be the number one? Did he look like it against the Habs? Because he didn't. Well, I didn't give Peter Morazic $4 million a year. I think if you were to talk, if you talk to me and or even Jordy, when the Leafs signed Peter Morazic for $4 million, we both probably would have said that was too much money to spend on a backup goalie. He, he's another guy. Like, he hasn't really proven it himself. He's played... He got pulled in Carolina last year in the playoffs for Nedeljkovic for a rookie. I don't know. I That's just my personal belief is that the Leafs need to upgrade their goaltending in some way. I don't think there is a way to do it this season. Why well, I think there I think there is a way, but you just have to if you're ways, t- you have to you have to unload Morazic and you have to You can trade you could trade Morazic. And uh, if you could bring, if you bring in Flurry and he's he's willing to be a backup you're, um you're in your insurance me. policy then so you're I'm telling, telling you, if, if, if Mark Andre Fleury comes in, he's got to steal the net from Jack Campbell. That's what I'm telling you. I, I think if Mark Andre Fleury were to come to Toronto, he could very easily steal the net from Jack Campbell. This is the same Mark Andre Fleury we were talking about as the worst goalie in the league early in the season that wasn't even going to make the Olympic team. Mark Mark Andre Fleury, I would have way more trust in a guy, a proven goalie who has proven that he can win in the playoffs who has won a Stanley Cup, who has taken the Las Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first season okay, that's over it. Jack Campbell. We're going to go grab Matt Murray off the scrap heap. He's in fucking Belleville right now. <laughs> the guy's got two Stanley Cups, two-time Stanley Cup winner sitting in Belleville right now. That's our guy. What are we doing? What are we talking about? You, like, <laughs> I don't think you – you don't understand uh, anything about goaltending, so first of all. And second of all – why wouldn't you want a guy like Marc Andre Fleury? Tell me that, and tell me why you. I'm not saying I'm not saying I wouldn't want Marc Andre Fleury. Take the net from Jack Campbell. Look at his career. I, I Look at I, his numbers right the now. Net. I did, I've said he's got to take the net. And I, I don't, said, you I don't said bring to him you, in to be the to be the guy. Did I not say he could take the net from Jack Campbell? I said he could take the net from Jack Campbell. Yeah, if that's brought, fine. If you brought him that's in fine. here, I, he would take the net from Jack Campbell. I'm that's. I'm not. I'm not certain. I'm not certain he would. I am very certain he would. I'm not. That's like what, like what you... you know he would because you even took him on your uh, Olympic team. Oh, I didn't. I took Devin Dubnik. No, no, you had Flurry up there. No, Devin Dubnik was my Olympic goalie. No, you said Flurry. If Price wasn't able to play, you had Flurry there. What we, Flurry? Their NHL players aren't even weren't even allowed to go to the Olympics. What do you mean I had him? Before we discussed, before the NHL players weren't going, yeah, we discussed this. We discussed it, and you said you would take Mark Andre Fleury, but hey, he's not good enough to take them. I out. also said I'd take Jack Campbell, uh, but he's American, and he wouldn't start for the Americans either. 
Yeah, but they have Connor Hellbuck. If, if Toronto had Connor Hellbuck, then yeah, then then for sure. I don't I don't see your point here. <laughs> My point is Jack Campbell would start over Mark Andre Fleury for me on Team Canada. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you just whatever. You can just smoke the Jack Campbell Kool Aid, drink the Jack Campbell Kool Aid. I will. Typical uh, Leaf fan. <laughs> what? Typical Leaf fan. Jones is a fucking Kraken fan. I don't even know why he's invested in this argument. Hey, go Kraken. Yep. All right, well, we can move on from the Leafs because they suck. Or we can keep going on about the trades that they were making because then Dezingle was put on waivers and picked up by the Sharks. Yeah. He's actually uh, he praised uh, Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas uh, after the deal. Dubas called him, uh, told him, you know, we traded for you, but don't pack your bags yet. We're going to wait to see what uh, transpires. That so we're going to we're going to have to put you on waivers, and uh, you know, if if you clear, we definitely want you to to come to the Marlies and you know be a depth piece for us. And if you don't, um, then we'll uh, we'll see where you go. So he was very happy that the Leafs were up front. Uh, with them instead of uh, except coming to Toronto expecting to be on the Leafs and then uh, you know playing a game or sitting out a game then getting waived and so yeah because he was like he would have been like halfway through a flight and then realized oh shit now I have to turn back and go to San Jose because <laughs> that yeah, happened so quickly potentially yeah because it was what it's the next day they put him on waivers and then uh, and then I think that and day then, then he was then he you're only on waivers for a day so he was claimed that same day yeah reported released the next day I guess when so. Um, Zidane Chara has passed Chris Chilios most games played by a defenseman in the NHL. Um, I didn't write down the number. It was something like 1,641 or something like that. Oh, fuck. I had the number from because we brought it up on a recent episode. I don't know if I still have it or not. I think we had it in our group chat here. 1,651. Yep. So congrats to the big Z. Talk that he might get traded too. Please think that... Uh, Maybe at least we'll pick him up. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have a no trade. They think you know Lou's gonna be a gentleman with him and and say, "Hey, do you want to be with, traded?" And then, go win uh, one more before you uh, end it. Yeah, it's been a lot of like Claude Giroux trade speculation. I don't know if you guys have been yep. hearing that. It sounds like he's he's a UFA. They're gonna sell everyone in Philly. Yeah, it sounds like they're at least doing a partial teardown for sure. Seemed like the Avalanche were. Uh... One of the teams that were yeah he he said he said the Avs were his uh, preference I think um, but then I think the Blues and the Wild have also been interested so we'll see maybe maybe the Canadians will sign him in the in the off season Kudo and yeah he's French uh, French, you never French know. Canadian guy comes back home he'll be our uh, our second uh, line center who's your first Suzuki <laughs> Paul Byron Paul Byron's not a fucking center how many times I gotta fucking tell you that. He was at one time. No, he wasn't. That one time he was. No, he was not. You know what you're talking about, Kudo. You're fucking high. Go eat another gummy. Not tonight. I wish. Maybe maybe I'd be able to see where Jones's arguments were coming from. But uh, yeah. Uh, Jamie Ben fined five thousand dollars for unsportsmanlike conduct for squirting a water bottle um, from the bench into. I forget who the opponent was, uh, but the opponent's face. The guy, what, crashed into the bench or something like that? or He was just skating by the bench, it seemed like, and he just fucking squirted him as he skated by. But he, he was in, there was some. There was something that happened before that, and then he was skating back to his bench after. Either laid a hit or, or was hit or something like that, and then he was skating back to his bench, and he just got squirted. Yeah, I didn't fully see it, but I just couldn't believe that he actually got fined $5,000 for just squirting water 
at somebody's face. Like, it's not like anything was said. <laughs> he just squirted some water onto the ice or towards, like, an opponent. I feel like that happens a lot in a game when benches are, like, arguing with each other. You just see someone squirt a little bit of water towards the bench. Yeah, it's one that, it's it's a weird one. Especially $5,000 fine, which I think is the the most allowable under the CBA for a fine. Which, you know, seems like a lot for a max fine on that. But maybe the max is the min because it seems to be so minimal to these guys anyways. What else we got? Tampa Bay versus Nashville this weekend. Um, stadium series. Is that in Nashville? Yes, yeah. it is. How many catfish Titans, you think? Where your Titans play. How many catfish you think get thrown on thrown onto the field? Taylor Lewan just gonna throw a throw a case of catfish out on the ice and was there over uh, and under a one point one point five? Don't get a bunch of beers under his shirt. No, they're gonna get Ryan Tannehill to throw it on the field, but then it's gonna get intercepted. <laughs> oh burn. Ooh. Ooh. This guy stinks. <laughs> I know Tannehill does stink. <laughs> uh, Sean Avery signed to an ECHL standard player contract with the Orlando Solar Bears. Kudo. He's making his comeback after 10 years. Isn't he like 40? I don't know, old fucking guy. If he hasn't played 10, league, 10 years. He's, he's been always in the league like... for 10 years. He's in his 40s for sure because he was in his 30s when he retired with the Rangers. Yeah, I think he's 41. And he's skated like six times and now he's signed with the team. Like, are you kidding me? And the, some of the funny things I've seen online is like, He's probably signed there because they don't have the Avery rule. What's that? You know how he uh, distracted um, Martin oh. with the uh, swinging of his stick in front of the goalie? Unsportsmanlike. Yeah, and they became they became like the uh, Avery rule. It takes you back. Bitch, Jack Campbell would shake Sean Avery's hand after after a series if that happened. Why not? I doubt it. Might as well. well especially because he's the backup, right? So. That's right. Yeah. Olympic hockey finale of the games. Canada, U.S. in the women's final. Team Canada struck early, hung on, 3-2, gold medal win. Did Marie-Philippe uh, score in that game? She yeah. She the winner? She scored two. Of course. She, she definitely course she scored did. the winner. She's clutch. She is the first athlete to score in four consecutive Olympic gold medal hockey games. That's crazy. She's unreal. She's was, the best in the world. Her? She'll probably we something in our group chat here, but she'll probably play in another one. I think she's only like thirty-two or something. I don't oh, think yeah. she's that old. And she's she's like yeah, 31, 32 years old. I think uh, an East Coast Hockey League team was looking at signing her too. The Trois Rivières Lyon of the ECHL reportedly interested in in signing her. Yep. I'd like to see how how she handles uh, how she handles playing with the with the big boys. What? I also I also think that um, maybe the NHL can fix their All Star game. Maybe they get some of these women players uh, playing in the game with the guys. Like they're just they're fucking around anyways. Let the let the women go out and show their skill off in the game. I think the NHL needs to step up and kind of help out like the NBA does with the WNBA. To be honest, I think it's I think it's time you just kind of see what's going on. Like I don't the problem with the women's game right now is, is that you've got your two countries that are the powerhouses, you've got the other countries that are fighting basically for third, and I don't know if there's a way to make these countries better without having like a professional league where they can see other women playing. It's the way I look at it, I think. And I think that if the if the NHL were to step up, 
even if it's like, you know, six teams, but supported by all the NHL teams, it's something. Yep. When you when you hear that they had three point five million viewers for the Canada US finals of the Olympic Games, and that's more than any game that they've had in the States this year. I think something needs to be done to help them out. I know like the US women's soccer team just won a lawsuit where they were awarded like twenty four million dollars or something like that. I'm not entirely sure what it was about, but I think it was for like, so, uh, like equal, equal pay equal or pay. something. Yeah, so, equal pay. So like I I just think that in the next couple of years we'll see a better professional women's hockey league supported by the NHL. Yeah. The only the the complicated thing with the NHL supporting the women's league like the the NBA does with the WNBA is they would have to play in the summer to make it work because the NHL is not going to want to promote them to compete against them, right? Like the WNBA doesn't compete against the NBA. They, they run their season in the, in the off season essentially. So that's the only complicated logistical piece I see is, you know, how do you, how do you make their game? Well, you know, how do you like, like how do you get them into their season and, you know, and maybe it's a, maybe they run an August, August, September, October playoffs in November. And then it takes them, you know, then they're in shape. Then they go into training for their national team through the, through the winter. And then, you know, maybe, you know, if they get something like that figured out, you know, cause I'm, I'm sure there'd be eyes if it's competitive when they, when the NHL isn't as competitive early in the season, you know, they might be able to get some eyes on them without taking too much away from the NHL audience. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there's also, like, the fact that, you know, there's, like, say, Toronto, for instance, right? Like, when you look at Toronto, mostly they have home games Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Like, if that's, if you're looking for a Leaf game, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like they could work the schedule around, like, you know, the Leafs play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, while these the women could play, like, a Sunday afternoon game or something like that, like... Yeah, it's not about the ice time, so it's no, about the the viewing audience, right? And you know, if the TV, you know, if you're putting them on TV, then you know, if people are watching them, they're not watching potentially other other games that Sportsnet has on. Yes, but Sportsnet also has like twelve channels, right? Like it's these, like you know what I mean? Like you, how many times? Yeah, you know, but but you can only watch one game at a time, right? Yeah. So it's not a matter of of getting them on TV. Well, it's a matter of competing. They're competing against themselves by showing it and supporting the league. I just watched three different games in at basically one time. Well, you're the master of the the channel changer, and uh, not not everybody has those skills. <laughs> so I I, I, I don't. But, but you know, like, especially you know, I'm I'm gonna be cutting the cord soon. You know, I, I'm not gonna be able to. You know, I don't know that my streaming uh, service is gonna be able to jump from you know Sportsnet East to Sportsnet Pacific to Sportsnet One to 360 and back. You know, with a quick quick flick. I think I gotta go out, scroll over, load up a new one. You know, I don't I don't know that uh, the changing times are gonna be you know for are meant for the the guy with the quick thumb. Well. Wow. That's so not my issue. That's that's a you issue. <laughs> well, me and and a lot of the world that are, you know, having to to be thought about when they're they're talking about these uh, 
you know, their, their sports packages and their viewership and revenue. Fuck the cable companies at this point. I don't disagree. Maybe, you know, maybe they need to get on with, uh, you know, let the, the gambling uh, agencies handle their league and, you know, they get the streaming services through the gambling site. And now you're in there, you're making bets and you're watching the game on your phone because, you you know, you can live stream it as you as you put some action on the on the women's game. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I think we're we're on, you know, how many I watched a few soccer games on uh, on bet 365 where they have the where they have the game streaming uh, through the. Yeah, you can watch any game as long as it's not an English game on there. Yeah. So, like, you make well, a good certain leagues you, There are certain leagues you can't, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there are some. You can watch some. We were watching fucking ping pong on there. <laughs> yeah, so, like. <laughs> when, the, when, we were, when we were deep in the lockdown, early days of the lockdown, and Russian ping pong was, like, the only sport going on. <laughs> yeah, the only sport you could bet on was Russian ping pong, and we were watching. That's the early days of the podcast as well. I, I think there's ways around it like like you said even if they start their season like yeah i don't think they could do like a, a, a season like the nhl they can't do the same amount of games and they can't do no. it during the same time period but if, yeah if they start if they start in the summer like they could start even, even late so like like yeah well yeah they do they go to get into training camp in the end of july and then it picks up and, and they would probably get some good viewership through august and september as people are you know, missing hockey, you know, you give it, you know, you give that month break between the the end of the Stanley cup and then time they pick up. And, you know, I think that they probably get good viewership for a bit of it. Although summer hockey didn't get a lot. I don't think it was getting great ratings when they were played in the bubble. I think, you know, cause it was summertime people were just outside and they weren't. Uh, yeah. Like you have to be careful obviously of when you start, like, but I think, I think if you can put it on TV, there's a lot of, I don't want, like, a lot of women that would probably tune in for their games. And I think if you can start with just getting them on TV and getting women to tune in, I think more and more people will start to tune into the games. Because, like you said, like, you know, even if it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, Blue Jays aren't on, you've come in from doing whatever you're doing outside and there's a game on, you might flip to it and give it a watch, right? Like... That's the way I look at it, but I just think that something needs to happen for them. Yeah, something's got to happen. What it is, I don't know. Definitely, they can't have competing women's leagues. It doesn't make sense. They're already, you know, they're already fighting to get noticed. Like you need yeah. to have one, one united, united league. Yeah, definitely. If the NHL gets behind it. You know, maybe let's maybe let Gary Bettman take the reins, and we could put a couple team, couple women's teams down in Arizona and Florida. Um, <laughs> you know, the, hot uh, those, the hockey hotbeds. Let's maybe test out. Maybe we'll test out a team in uh, in in Houston. Maybe one in. Uh, I think North Dakota would be great. Yeah, I think San Diego is a pretty big hockey market. Well, um, Los Angeles, North Dakota, North Dakota actually probably would be would do okay. I think they would actually. Yeah, I, I, but I'm talking about the the Batman yeah. the Batman states. Oh Maybe yeah, Atlanta yeah. can Atlanta can take another franchise. You know, they really like hockey down in Atlanta. Yeah, they, they've had a lot of success with their NHL franchises, so I think it, it's only natural we put a, a WNHL franchise down there. Yep, I think you're onto something. Yeah, we fixed it. 
let let Batman have it. Let Batman take it over, and uh, it'll succeed. He'll never let it fail. He will he will fight tooth and nail for those teams to succeed. Yeah. So it's the hill he'll die on. Mm-hmm. Women's hockey works in those markets. <laughs> oh yeah, and there, there was a men's uh, there was men's Olympic hockey. Uh, Finland won the gold. I think Timu was the general manager. No idea. Oh, I, I think they Uncle beat Leo the. Uh, yeah, Uncle Leo was on the team. Yeah. Yep. They beat the uh, ROC respected Olympic competitors of Russia, and then uh, big surprise though, the Slovaks won the bronze medal, their first Olympic uh, hockey medal. Big celebrations for that team. Miro Satan, I think, was the uh, general manager for them. Wasn't like. Craig Reve, the coach, or something like that. Could have been. I don't. I don't know. I feel like it was somebody like that. That was actually Finland's uh, first Olympic gold medal in hockey as well, which I found surprising. Yeah, surprising that it was first gold. Definitely not their first medal. Yeah. Any more uh, hockey stuff you guys want to talk about? Craig Ramsey. Sorry. Craig Ramsey. Not Reve. I think he coaches in the KHL. Ramsey. He might. So should the Leafs trade for Carey Price? Not happening. Oh, do you hear that um, Rodion Amarov has a, a brain tumor? I did hear that. Yeah. Getting treatment in Germany. Still skating like three or four times a week, they said. So hopefully uh, quick uh, quick recovery, good news for Leaf Prospect. But uh, yeah, definitely probably scary for him, uh, 20-year-old kid. All right, I think that's it for, uh, for hockey. Get into some stuff here. Uh, Phil Mickelson. He was very critical of the PGA Tour, uh, speaking out in support of the Saudi Arabia Golf League. He's now um, walked back his comments, basically issued apologies after pretty well everyone in the golf world turned on him. I think think he realized he's probably still the hated, most hated man in in golf amongst the the players. And uh, what are they... Phil Mickelson, or, uh, call him what Fig Jam? That's his nickname on tour, Fig Jam. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Fuck, I'm good. Just ask me. <laughs> I know Roy McIlroy called him out. Yeah, they're saying you know this might be good for golf because the whole Brooks and Bryson thing's gone quiet for a little bit, so maybe they need another like thing to happen, another heated rivalry. But he did yeah. say, "Did you guys?" Problem is, Phil's 50, 52 years old, yeah. so you know it's not like. Did you happen to read any of his, like, comments? Like, the big thing he po- posted? Like, the release? I, I like, release? his apology thing? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I read that. Did you read the end? It it almost sounds like there's some other shit going on in his life that he's working on. Like, personal things or just? Yeah. His, uh... Just the way he kind of ended. I think it's, like, the last paragraph. I forget. I gotta find it now. So, like, he's been on a bit of a bender or something? And... Yeah, or... He was going off of these comments? Personal... Now that he's sobered up? Personal stuff. I know he lost his, like, big sponsorship that he's had for, like, 14 years or 13 years or something like that. But I think it's like we were talking about last week. Like, they're going to lose sponsors. He's not going to be able to play on PGA. I think it was just a reality check for him, especially when all the best players in the world weren't going to go chase the paycheck that, you know, he he was in the wrong with it, you know. I'm trying to find his actual release. I don't know the way he the way he worded something made it sound like there was like a bunch of personal stuff going on in his life that he needs to take care of, and 
I know I've not been my best and desperately need some time away to prioritize the ones I love most and work on being the man I want to be. It's the way he ends it. So it just kind of, I don't know, to me seems like there's... Yeah, could be. You know, there's more going on than just this whole golf thing. I don't know what it is. It could be, who knows, right? Yeah. I make every effort to self-reflect and learn from this was kind of the... Yeah. So... Yeah. Anyways, so Phil's not going to Saudi Arabia. He's taking some time away. I, I, my guess is he'll be back for the Masters. That'll be his first tournament that he plays. I think he'll play before that. Like, they have the big lead-up tournaments. We've got the Players' Champion. Is Players' Champion still, still in March? Yeah. TPC. Yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely play Pebble Beach. TPC at Pebble Beach? No, it's TPC Sawgrass. That's one with the 17? Yeah, the Players' Championship. Our favorite horse, Medina Spirit, R.I.P.I.P. Stripped, unceremoniously stripped of his Kentucky Derby win. It's bullshit. Can't even, can't even defend himself. They just took it away from him. Shame on the Kentucky Derby committee. That's all, all, all I can really say about that one. Do you think I'm going to get paid out for my bet? I feel like I bet the horse to finish second to win. No, they're hoping probably, that you forgot about it and they're not doing you probably about petition. It. You can probably petition for it. I think you had a. I think you needed like the top three though, didn't you? Oh, you probably. Had, you had two and three in the wrong slots or something. I, I think had, you, or they might have been in the right slots or just in the in the top three, but I, I don't think you had the other guy. Yeah, I'll have to. You have to dig that one up and see if see if it's still in your history. Yeah, I might have to go back in my history. Paul O'Neill, long time. Actually, I don't know how long he was actually a Yankee, but he's a Yankees right fielder. Um, through the start of the the dynasty in the 90s he's having his number 21 retired by the yankees on august 21st kudo i want to ask you yep should paul o'neill's number be retired by the yankees i don't think so i don't think so either like what the, what did he do well, the like, only thing that comes to mind right away when i hear paul o'neill is wasn't he when not not the one that kicked the ball to like the infield from the over yeah, he, he punted the ball. Yeah. And he had some good snap show moments. That's all that comes that's the first thing that comes to my head is him kicking the ball. Yeah, I think I remember him being a decent player, but I don't think he was you know, I don't think he carried them to championships or anything. It was all the Jeter and Bernie Williams and Scott Brocious. Like is is Brocious getting his number retired next? Yeah, I don't think so. He shouldn't. Hey, Paul O'Neill is why, why not yeah, Brocious? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Like, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe maybe twenty one's already retired, and they're just uh, just adding his name just, to it. Just yeah, they're just honoring yeah, him. That could be I, it too, because they tend to do that, don't they? They just add numbers. If- I think so, because they have so many that are retired now. But yeah, this doesn't make sense to me. Like Paul O'Neill, he's on that Seinfeld episode. He has a three home run game for George. Yeah. But, but it's uh, called an error or something. It was an inside the park. <laughs> That's all I remember in that episode. George trying to get the card back from a uh, sick kid in the hospital. See, you think Paul O'Neill would hit two home runs? <laughs> I promised him that you would hit him two home runs today. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, a couple of dingers. You promised a kid in, in the hospital that I'd hit two home runs. Yeah, well, no good. Oh, it's no good. It's terrible. I mean, you just you don't hit home runs like that. It's hard to hit home runs. And where the heck did you get two from? Well, Two is better than one. We had um, some breaking news in the world of wrestling last week. The Undertaker being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yes! Taker headlining class 2022. Well-deserved. Yeah. Not surprised by it. 
first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I would think like he's got the all-time undefeated streak at WrestleMania. Was he was like eighteen and all before he lost something like that? Twenty and all? Maybe more than that? Yeah, I think he debuted at like WrestleMania, like I want to say five. Or that was his first WrestleMania. It was like WrestleMania five, and I think he was into the thirties probably before he before he lost. Yeah, probably. I can't remember now when he lost to Brock. So yeah, Undertaker going into the hall. Uh, we had the elimination chamber last week. Kudo, did you watch that? He went yeah, twenty one and zero. Twenty one and zero. Twenty one, or was it twenty and one? Twenty one and zero. Okay, so he lost. Okay, yeah. Okay. Then he lost to what? Close. Brock. Brock. Brock Lesnar. Then he lost to Roman. Yep. Roman retired him. Then he came back. He beat somebody. Then he had the. It was bad. Maybe was it Goldberg? Well, that no, that wasn't. That was at like Saudi Arabia. That was a terrible match. Oh, okay, okay. His streak began at WrestleMania seven in 1991 when he beat Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Snuka. And then he Superfly. lost. Uh, his last is with a final win coming against CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. Yeah, I think he lost at 31. To Roman. To, no. To Brock. To Brock. Oh, to Brock. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. So we had, uh, it's, there was pretty good matches. It was it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't no. great, but it was okay. Uh, the, the Chamber matches themselves, the women's was awesome. Women's yeah, had a the great women's, match. The women's was pretty good. The men's was kind of predictable was, once you saw what happened with yeah. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and that's, you know, well, let's just start there. So Bobby Lashley, so... In the men's, Austin Theory gets power bombed by who's a the buckle bomb from Rollins through yep. through Bobby Lashley's pod. Bobby was apparently not watching, even though he was clearly watching, and he took a bump, went down. He said they said he was in concussion protocol. They took him out of the match, so he never never entered the match. So the champion lost in the chamber without. Even getting competing. out of his pod <laughs> in the chamber. Um, so then, so then they were, they were everybody was in there, and then uh, the last to come in was Brock Lesnar, and uh, they queued for Bobby Lashley's pod to to open. And yeah. Apparently, this apparently it wasn't planned, so I don't know what the what they were supposedly going to be doing at this. Whether they just shone the, the wrong light or, or what happened, but apparently it wasn't planned, and Brock just decided to break out of his pod and he just punched through the plexiglass, but only broke half of it. He only broke it like the top half. Yeah. So then he climbed out over the over the top. And then there was a spot later where um, Austin Theory ran into his pod and Brock like kicked him through the door and he like got hung up on like that half piece on the other side. It was like it was kind of fucked, but yeah, definitely predictable. Brock won having a they're advertising a unification tight unification match at um, WrestleMania between Roman and Brock. We knew that was a match. We knew that was going to happen, or we thought that was going to happen. We thought maybe Bobby would retain, uh, but that obviously didn't happen. Now Brock is apparently going to be defending. There's apparently another pay per view um, in March. They were advertising on Raw. Really. Yeah, and uh, they said that uh, Brock's going to have uh, a title defense. I don't think they named who his opponent was. Oh, is it going to be Bobby Lashley to give him a chance to get it back? No, it sounds like Bobby Lashley hurt his shoulder at the Royal Rumble. Oh, and, so, he, and, he, and he's going to be out for like four to six months or something like that. So that's why they did that at the Yeah, yeah so they, that's how, why they got him. But 
you know, I, I think you could have, I guess they didn't want to make him look weak or, or something. I don't know. But you made him look weak by like, I don't know, looks stupid. Like con- concussion protocol. But, yeah. But now he's going to be gone for six months in concussion protocol. Like, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Dumb. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, you know, I'd like to see, because they're doing two-night WrestleMania, i kind of like to see them get another championship match on the card. And whether they do, not that they will because they're the WWE, but I'd like to see, you know, maybe Brock and Roman headline the first night and then the winner takes somebody on on the second night, something like that. Oh, okay. But, it, but that's their big marquee match. So it's obviously going to be the second night. So even if they yeah. put a second championship match on, you know that there's not going to be a title change. So it doesn't really make sense to do it. Yeah. And the first night, the women's will headline. Yeah. Char- Charlotte and Ronda will, will headline the first one, I think. Yeah, and for sure. Becky and Bianca will probably be on the second night, I would think, as the. Or I could the see them cold, starting the, the first cold, night. Main or... event. Call main event. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Lots of. Apparently, from what I'm hearing, from what I read, WWE has no fucking idea what they're doing for WrestleMania, and they're they're taking like any and all ideas at at this point. There's yeah. even talk of like Vince McMahon coming back in the ring. That's, That's so stupid. <laughs> if he got, like the guy's like seventy something or maybe eighty, like fuck. Oh, he's gonna do it because Shane's not around to do it anymore because he fired Shane. Yeah. Normally, every year like Shane's on the card somehow. I saw Shane. Shane was doing something for Undertaker though. I saw he was in the promos in like the. The Hall of Fame thing they were doing for Undertaker. Well, he is like best friends with the Undertaker. Shane That's McMahon and the Undertaker are really close. I wonder if he didn't actually get fired, or he got didn't get fired from like maybe he's got a, a competitor contract or something, and he got fired from Creative or something, and maybe maybe he's still around. Maybe that could like, be it. That could be a thing. Maybe you know, like maybe it's a, it could be a work. You know, like uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know if they're smart enough to do that, but maybe you get like. Not that I want to see it, but maybe you get like uh, Shane McMahon versus Austin Theory or something like that at, at WrestleMania, and like Austin defending Vince, and, and Shane comes after him or something. I don't know. Yep, lots lots to think about. Anyways, uh, Bianca Belair won the women's match. It was a good match overall. It came down to to Bianca and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Apparently, there was a there was a pair. Uh, an alternate finish that was called, but they did. They decided to go away from it, where they were going to pin each other. The same, but Bianca was going to kick out at the last second while Bliss got pinned. Mm-hmm. But they didn't go with that. They made Bianca go strong, which is probably the best. Lita was fucking good in her match against. You know, she wasn't. She was not a fucking Bill Goldberg. That's for sure. No, like she was. She not. looked good. She performed. Put on a good show. Yeah. Um, was hitting moon salts like. You know, I, I thought, you know, she performed well, especially for not even being in shape. Like, I think she was just supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. And they're like, hey, you want to go to Saudi Arabia and get a paycheck? And she's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think she was training, though. Like, she was training to be back in the Royal Rumble and everything and trying to do at least one more match. Yeah, but I don't think it was planned. I think they booked it after Royal Rumble um, for her to. Yeah, when they realized it was they like last, last minute, like the night after Royal Rumble. They're like, hey, you want to do this? And she's like, yep. Yeah. I don't remember what else was there. We know Sam Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental title. All those the fucking TV titles that haven't been defended in forever. Yeah. Damian Damian Priest is actually gonna defend his next week against Finn Balor on Raw. Yeah. It'd be a good match. Damian Priest apparently is the longest reigning US champion or something like that. Or really? 
he hit up he hit some stupid milestone and it's like yeah no no kidding he hasn't had any fucking feuds he hasn't had any matches like how's he gonna lose his title yeah he had one against aj recently that's about it yeah yeah so becky won drew mactar won his match oh, oh madcap moss took such a bad bump in that like oh, he, he right totally, yeah he, he threw himself on his head jones i don't know if you saw the meme going around but uh basically mcintyre had his was holding his feet and had him like dangling over his back and the the thing is he whips him forward and he's supposed to land like on his on his belly well he fucking like over rotated and jammed his fucking head right into the ring it was the it was it was a scary bump. Like, I think people were were, and I, I saw Baron Corbin getting a lot of praise because he pulled Madcap out of the ring, and it's unclear whether it was planned for that to happen or not. But definitely, the guy probably needed a minute to yeah. to regain himself. So you know, a lot of a lot of props for Baron broke Corbin. His neck. Oh yeah, it was. Bad. He was apologizing to people backstage about you know how he how he botched it. So yeah, that was Elimination Chamber. Yeah. MLB has given a deadline of February 28th to have a deal in place. Otherwise, games are going to start being canceled. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like there's anything happening on the labor front. They're just existing. <laughs> yeah, players are pissed off by it because they're like... A little, little bit of movement here and there. But yeah, like why, why put a hard deadline on it? You're yeah. already locked out. Like, yeah, you yeah can't they get, locked them out. You can't get more locked out. Like... Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers apparently speculation after his latest appearance on the Pat McAfee show, he and Shaylin Woodley may not be broken up. He also posted some Instagram stuff, uh, kind of cryptic. He he posted a, a message and he was just thanking everybody and he really thanked like Shaylin um, in the you know so uh, unless you know if they're broken up. You know, unless he was trying to get her back or something, you know, you don't nest, you don't see a lot of breakups. I guess see, there is amical bro- amical breakups, but you don't necessarily see a lot of forefront praise for the other person yeah. hot off a, a breakup. Yeah. Um, so it could be could be a telling sign that maybe they haven't uh, haven't broken up. Uh, but anyway, on on Pat McAfee show, Aaron was on and he was talking about something, and you could hear a girl. It looks like sounded like she was in another conversation. Um, she's laughing in the background and they're, you know, Pat kind of interrupts him and says, Hey, um, there's a woman laughing in the background there. And Aaron's like, uh, it's the TV. (laughs) (laughs) But then uh, I saw the internet was like dissecting the laugh and, you know, it sounded like could have been Shaylin from like, you know, they were using like a talk show appearance she had and the way she was laughing. So who knows? But he also posted pictures of, uh, he, he said like, you know, thanks to Devonte and, uh, and Randall Cobb, and then he, he posted a picture of national anthem where he normally he always stood in between those guys, and then he posted a picture of like the two of them, those two guys standing for the national anthem with nobody standing in between them. Could be nothing. Could be something. Yeah, because it was like a uh, it was just like a grateful post or something, and it seems like maybe yeah. he could be retiring. Well, that's what I took from it. Yeah, and but, then at, at the end of at the end of. At the end of his segment with uh, with Pat McAfee, they were having like technical difficulties. It seemed, and I'm only getting an internet clip. I wasn't actually watching, but they were having like tech, and they couldn't hear Aaron, but Aaron could hear them. He was talking in, uh, but then they got it sorted out, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, we got like 10 seconds left, Aaron. Sorry about that." And Aaron's like, uh, "They're like any any final thoughts?" He's like, 
Packers are going to franchise uh, Devontae and we're going to win three more championships or something like that. And then he just then he got off the line. So who knows what's happening with Aaron Rodgers? That's, wow. that, probably, that probably tells me he's not going back to Green Bay if he if he said that because because it'll tell he's just wanted to fuel the speculation. So if, if he's telling you he's going somewhere, he's probably not going somewhere. Yeah. You guys been watching Big Brother? I have yeah. been. I think the finale was tonight, was it not? It was. I haven't watched it, so no, no spoilers. Yeah, I'm up to Friday. I, I watched the the two hour one Friday. Um, was that just the recap one, or no? It's Saturday. Was no, that was uh, yeah, Carson got Carson got evicted. Yeah, Friday. Prior to that, I want to say Shayna got evicted Tuesday. Yeah, probably Wednesday. Yes, Shayna got Monday? evicted. Yep. Wild game, wild game. Seems like Misha and Todrick going to the end. Although Todd Bridges making some moves. I, again, I haven't watched the. It's apparently a double, double last night, double eviction on Monday night. Yep, Monday night, and then tonight's the finale. So have to have to get caught up and uh, and see how it ends. But uh, we can we can talk about the finale next week. Uh, but starting next week, guys, Big Brother Canada, let's go. I think I'm just gonna take my first pick is gonna be whoever gets evicted first. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. You got to pick ahead of time. Oh, come on. I'll just, I, that's my pick. It's just going to be give me whoever gets evicted first. Nope. No, you can't do it. Uh, and then we got uh, we got Survivor back next week, too. So we'll have to we'll have to do a double uh, a double pick. What's cool? Uh, do we, do we want to do the full Big Brother game or do we want to just do our own Big Brother game? Fuck the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we could throw it out there and and see. All right, we'll see who we'll see who wants to come play. Yep. Most, mostly be our our wives. True. It'll be the the usual suspects. Yeah. Maybe Callum will hop in on this one. Yeah, doubtful, but you never know. <laughs> all right, that's it for stuff. That's all you got. You don't have any more stuff. I think that was everything. I think that was a lot of stuff. I'm just fucking up around. I guess that means I'm up. Yeah, I think you're up, Jones. Grill it up. It's the grill. It's the grill. All right. First question. Here we go. The Washington Commanders are expected to pursue a big ticket quarterback this offseason. Some of the names that have been floated around Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson, or Jimmy Garoppolo. Which one do you guys see them landing, if any? Deshaun Watson. I think out of that list. I think Famous Jameis is probably the most likely. Famous Jameis. Got it. All right. We did talk about Aaron Rodgers. The There is the betting odds on where Aaron Rodgers will land. Um, anyways, I, I've seen odds that the Denver Broncos are the favorite to land Aaron Rodgers. Well, his offensive coordinator is the new yeah. head coach there. Yeah. So... Uh, do you guys see Aaron Rodgers in a Broncos uniform or a Packers uniform if you had to choose between the two? Hmm. I'm going to lean Broncos, and the reason being is I just said he's, he joked that he was going back to Green Bay, so that tells me he's leaving Green Bay. Yeah, usually that's what's – I could see that happening, but I'll just say the Packers. He's going to go back to the Packers. I also think there's probably a lot of woodland around Denver, 
And uh, I think Shaylin likes to, to live in the trees. So I think that's a, a good fit. <laughs> that's why he's going there because his girlfriend that's or right yeah she she's she uh she's got a tree fort um set up for them to live in tree fort <laughs> he's gonna become a lumberjack and apparently uh apparently russia's um yes russia's in the middle of invading ukraine right now yeah i have cnn and on and there's a guy on tv and see it from cnn with a bulletproof vest on and an army helmet holy fuck so there's that going on right now. World War Three is coming. Do you guys think the Colorado Avalanche will go all in this year to win the Super Bowl? Or not the Super Bowl. The, <laughs> win the Super Bowl. The Stanley Cup. Yes, yes, I do think like, they will go all the in Rams, to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Like the Rams did to win the Super Bowl. The Avalanche, yes, they have to. If they want to win, they got to win this year, and they're going to go all and get Claude Giroux. Well, how much cap space do they have now? Who are their pending UFAs? What's like? Uh, is is this is their window closed after this year? Like, oh fuck! Now you're making me look stuff up for me. Well, you gotta come. You gotta ask these questions. You gotta come with some uh, some information. So they got projected. I'm seeing they have they have like a half a million half a million dollars. No current cap space one point six million. Oh, I'm looking at their projected cap space. So at the deadline they got one point six million. I'm looking, they got. Burkowski, Kadri, Nikushkin, Ryan Murray, Jack Johnson, Kemper, and Francois are all UFAs at the end of the season. So I would say, I don't know if their window is closed after the ship, but I think they're going to lose a lot of pieces. So they're probably going, you know, McKinnon's only got one year left under contract after this season. So I, I would say their window is closing for sure. So they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to push in if they're if they're going to get it done. All right, that's all I got. I do, think I do think they're the best team, though. You think you're calling it now, Colorado Avalanche, to win the Stanley Cup? I don't know if they have the goaltending for it. Yeah, they might need Jack Campbell. No, or Mark Andre Fleury. Maybe they'll get Matt Murray. Oh, then they'll definitely win. Two-time Stanley Cup winner. Yeah. All right, that's all you got. That's all I got. Okay, we good? We done with this shit? Fuck you, Kudo. All right, fuck me. Uh, thank everyone for joining us for our 88th episode. We appreciate all the support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to email us at Into Sports and Stuff at gmail.com and send us your personal pics of the week and let us know any topics you want to talk about on the show. Check out Tee Public and MeUndies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. We'll see you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Hey, Jamie, Ben, stop playing with the water bottle and hit the music. Bye. Hit the music.